0: Discover how to be a better boss in the virtual world, how to get the best out of your staff, and how to perform together as a team to build your online company. Hey everyone, welcome to the ins and outs of outsourcing, where we bring you enlightenment in offline and online outsourcing from around the globe. Whether you have a VA in the Philippines or employ a web designer in India, learn how to work together with your team to be a dynamic duo, whether you have a company of two or 200. Here's your host, Esther Anderson.
1: Hello and welcome and thanks for joining me today in your outsourcing journey. Now, today's pretty cool. We're actually going to be discussing training. You know why you need it, the best way to train you, the best way to train your team. What is the end result? How to you measure it? And how do you know when it works? Well, think about it. Why do we train? We do it to improve ourselves. We want to work smarter, not harder. We want to save time or perhaps flip it around and work our way through something very technical, and it might have a lot of steps. So we have to do it several times and consistently to be able to to, uh, fulfil what we're actually learning. There are many kinds of training, and you may think you're not qualified enough or your company doesn't have a training department. But once you've set this up, it's very easy to make it part of your curriculum. There's classroom teaching, there is one-to-one, training to do something better or something you've never done before. There's online training, offline training, all different sort of ways to learn something. I mean, haven't you ever tried to fix something on your car that's broken or your lawnmower and where do you go? YouTube. So you go in, you do a search, sit down and there you are. You're being trained to do that. So when you learn something new, and it's not just for you, wouldn't it make sense that your team learns exactly what you did? Thinking it through instead of, for example, you doing an online course, and then you turn around and the online course may have been 10 hours. So then you try and cram all this into perhaps 30 minutes and relay it off to your staff. So then they can get a head their heads around what they're supposed to be doing that doesn't happen. And you get frustrated because you can't pass on the, all the the value bombs and the knowledge nuggets that, that you've got. So why don't you put them through the course, you know, just like you did it. So it might be that you do it at the same time or you go ahead and lead the way and then they'll come a couple of sort of lessons behind you and work on that as they go. Just like Chinese whispers, when you get told how to do something, then you turn around and say to the next person in line and you go, yep, that's great, and they've all learnt that. Then they may teach another member of staff and they may teach somebody else, and then you see them doing that and you go, hang on, that's not what we started, that's not what we implemented. So then, of course, You need to make sure that everybody is on the same page. When you're doing the lessons, let's say written lessons, you have to be very sure they understand what the point is. So let's say you're trying to teach them about uh, a support line or or setting something up for support for your company. You explain the steps they need to take. Then you would turn around and ask them in a, a different way so uh, explain to me how would you apply this in your day-to-day business or have you ever had a scenario where this may have worked for you so then you're actually testing their level of comprehension it's not that they tell you verbatim what what you taught them because you'll never know if that they they really got the idea because you have to think of all the ifs buts maybes with any kind of scenario So let's start off with just a couple of things today. So let's say you're going to undertake a course together. So you can work at the same time or they can work a lesson or two behind you. And I've I've done this both ways. And I've set it up that there are only one lesson behind me. But two things I get out of this. One is I have an accountability partner. So she wants to do the course, and if I'm procrastinating, I get a swift kick, so I need to stay ahead. Uh, If there's something that I didn't understand, we'll sit down and work it through how do we apply it in our workplace, maybe we change it. um, And it's really good having someone else's input because you know in your head when you're talking to yourself, you're always right, and it's not the case. You need somebody else to throw their two cents worth in and just to take it to that next level. Brainstorming, always love that when you you start writing things up on a whiteboard or you're working from the same Google Doc and you're both just brain dumping all the ideas and then select and work together which one, because ownership is a great passion. So if you're setting up a new process with your team member and that they've given you all these ideas they have ownership and they're going to be so more enthused to carry it out because they want to see their project come to light too. Now, if you're playing teacher to student, so how can you do this with with online teams based all around the world? Well, we often do this as a Zoom meeting. I get to play teacher and everybody's watching me. And so I'll be writing stuff up on the whiteboard and of course, I I, I screenshot it so they can see it. But I, I find my inner teacher when I'm standing there with a Sharpie in my hand, writing all over the whiteboard. You've just got to have a whiteboard. It really does not stem the creative flow. And so I write all that down. And if they can't see it, I send it through at a later date. But then that way, you're not concentrating on buttons on your computer or writing the correct spelling or the format. But once you're there and you're squiggling everything down, have your VA document, take notes while you're writing all this thing down. Keep it engaged and lively. I often like to to see my students online, but sometimes with bandwidth in these countries, it's not going to work. So they get to see me and, but I, I know that they're there, um, taking notes. Have the interaction. So set tasks when you're doing a training session. Someone may take notes, another person may monitor any questions that anybody has. So you'll let them ask questions through the training session. One person notes it and at the end of it, when you've written down, you know, your masterpiece, then you just go, okay, uh, Carmela, what were the questions that we've got? And then they have a little bit to do, do as well. Then you might be asking them to learn something that you don't know at all, anything about. For example, I sent my head developer on a cybersecurity course. Uh, he, he wears his badge proudly, how to be an ethical hacker. So I don't know all that he learned, but when he gets back, you know, or, or got back, and I said, well, tell me what you learned. So he, he went through all, all some of his notes and, uh, and then I said, okay, so what can we apply that benefits our business? So then he'll he'll tell me all these different scenarios. So they really enjoy coming back and teaching you the boss. You don't have to do everything first. You're probably, like me, spread thin enough as it is. So they'll go off often with, with webinars. I just flick invites around the staff because I know they all have their own. They may have their own industry that they're working in but then there may be something that they have an interest as such. So my content writer wants to learn how to build websites and a webinar tutorial came up. So I sent her the link and said, look, you know, whenever it suits you, sit in on it and you you get to, to learn how it works as well. Same with the designers. I very much believe they need to understand marketing and some of it may be sort of beyond their knowledge because they're really focused on how to build the website. But then if they don't understand what the target is, the call to action, the end product that you want to happen with the website and they don't understand the importance of when they're building it, then there's not going to be any chance. They're just going to build something sort of what you consider is acceptable, maybe not a working solid engine in process. One thing that we do within our company... And like yourself, when you sign up to all these shiny objects and they give you so many freebies. But on the other side, there is a lot that we purchase as well. So I keep a tally board of all the software and the subscriptions that we're in. And when we have staff come on board that want to learn something or go to the next level, I tell them that training is free in the company, but... I won't pay them to sit there and learn. So this is a trade-off. Sometimes it's several thousand dollars in uh, a course perhaps that I signed up for, but I will let them go in and learn and then when they graduate, I make sure that they get a certificate as well. But when they've upskilled and suddenly they can do that new task and add that to their resume, number one, it's very good for them. And number two, this is when they try and better themselves, why don't you reward them with a pay rise or a bonus? Or with my team, it's they get extra work. If they don't have the skills, they may come to us like that. And and originally I had one person. They didn't have the skills, but they had the attitude, the determination and the enthusiasm. And so we set a few tests in the beginning and they would just learn and study and achieve all these things. So two years down the track, they've now get a very good wage because they've had the opportunity and they took it to learn. So treat that as a bonus almost, because once they leave you, they've got that extra training and it's good for their career. But I'm... I'm very, very lucky. My team never want to leave. And um, so we just keep upskilling and utilising all the different skills that they have, the knowledge, and in between. So we have content writers that understand what a website does. We have designers that understand marketing and they take that further and they build dynamic landing pages. We have someone who's learning cartoons and then we have a web designer who's always liked audio and video. For audio, he edits all our podcasts and now he's learning how to make commercials with uh, video so we have a already a, a pre-recorded video and he's learning how to take it apart. And when I say edit it, it's not edit the shots. It's actually, you know, putting starbursts in and, and uh, you know, ins and outs of font and combining it with a, a recurring soundtrack. It's getting very technical, but he's enjoying it and he's got the challenge for it. Training is something that you need to do as well. You We're always watching something. Uh, And by us, I mean us wonderful entrepreneurs that are online. We're watching the new next shiny object, determined not to purchase it. And so I try and do that. But I do watch all, all the training and think, can we use it? And then often I'll forward it to one of the team and say, do you think we can use it? Can we justify buying it now? And they get very excited to think that you're listening to their opinion, their knowledge how it all goes. So reward your team and, and trust them too. Well, I think that's about it for today. So training is very good. Write it into their KPIs and their personal directions. We're doing KPIs next week as a special request. So that's going to be a longer episode and we will step through all that. So everyone have a great week and we'll see you again next week on the ins and outs of
0: outsourcing head over to our website ins and outs of outsourcing.com to check out all the resources available for you and your team connect with us on facebook and ask your questions in the group we look forward to you joining us next time on the ins and outs of outsourcing